0: Pastor Chooks, along with his wife, Pastor Toyin, are the lead pastors of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg, South Africa. Through them, God is raising an army of ordinary men and women who are transforming and uplifting the standard of life in their communities through understanding and applying biblical principles. Pastor Chooks and Pastor Toyin frequently host workshops, seminars, and conferences for transformation and uplifting of the complete man, complete woman, and wholesome families. Some of the events and programs include the Dream Achievers Seminars and Conferences, Kingdom Financiers Conferences, Marriage Enrichment Courses and Seminars, For Wives Only Seminars, Single Ladies Boot Camps, Limitless Men's Seminars. They are also the founders of the Power of Women Academy, a group mentorship for high-impact women. They also host the annual Power of Women Conferences and Events. For more information, please visit www.idelight.co.za and www.rizlife.org.za or WhatsApp plus two seven eight one four two one zero eight three five.
1: Welcome, welcome to another amazing power of women broadcast. It's a Thursday evening, and we are here again for the amazing power of women. And broadcast once a week. We are here talking all things women. And uh, for those who may not know, or those who are joining us for the first time, um, in this program, this um, broadcast is, um, came about from this book that I was written by Pastor Chuks. Um, Obina, go ahead. Uh, let me just even introduce myself before I get into that. I am Pastor Toyin Ugohe, and with me here is Pastor Chicks Obina Ugohe. And like I said, this whole program, um, it's an offshoot of this book that was written by Pastor Chicks, The Amazing Power of Women, where we talk about all things women and what, by um, by the, by, from the Word of God, what God desires for every woman to know about her power. And The Amazing Power of Women um, broadcast. what we try and... Um, a um, ministry to women. We minister to the body, the soul, and the spirit. We minister to you in the things that have to do with your mind. We minister to you in the things that have to do with your spirit, your spiritual aspect, your spiritual life, and also your body. And so to tonight's program, we have what we call Ask Your gyny Session. Which is where we focus on the on the female body and all the intricate int, the intricate things that happen to our bodies from mena from from menarche to menopause the different things that we go through as women. So we have our dear friend and Dr. Gameza who will be joining us today and talking all things women around our bodies. And it's usually a very interesting session where we go deep into understanding what a woman needs to know about her body. Usually, a lot of women, we, we, we sometimes are scared to go to see the gyny and just because we don't know what to expect, or we're just all anxious around our bodies, but what we are trying to do with this program is to make this things a little less... Intimidating for us, so we have Dr. Gamete that comes on once a month, and she's able to talk about those issues. We have people are sending their questions, and if you have a question tonight, as we speak, and you have a health um, question you want to, you are free to send your question to the number that you can see on the screen plus two seven eight one four two one zero eight three five, and we will um, attempt, to, we will try and answer those questions, maybe by next our next session. Um, Let me just have Pastor Chicks come on and. All right.
2: So, uh, good evening, ladies. Good evening, everybody. Um, We are once again on for the amazing power woman broadcast. Um, Like my wife has just said, we are, we have been mandated by God to Mm. minister to women, spirit, soul, and body. Uh, Today is one of those sessions where we focus on the body. Mm. Um, Well, of course, there are many aspects to a woman's body. Uh, There is the beauty part of the body. There is the uh, um, health part of the body. So today we are dealing with the health part Mm. of the body where we have um, um, a gynecologist, uh, one of the best in this country, coming on to join uh, and explain things. So there are questions that some of you have asked. Mm. And um, Dr. Gameza I'm going to introduce her formally just now will be uh answering some of those questions all right so I, I think we should um bring her on
1: yeah we will be bringing her on shortly we will just is there um, is
2: there more uh, we'll just housekeeping things
1: no no we good. good
2: so we i'm gonna introduce dr gamete and then we're gonna go um in a short ad break and then she will come on yes okay so we have her on zoom uh coming on yes. just now all right let me tell you a little bit about our gynecologist uh dr Ogri Gugu is a medical doctor by profession a specialist mm-hmm. consultant in obstetrics and gynecology she runs her own private practice from where she helps and serves women from mm-hmm. all walks of life on a daily basis her heart is for women uh because she identifies by virtue of being a woman a mm-hmm. sister a mother a wife a daughter-in-law and understands the journey of a woman, and is still passionate about wanting them to learn more, or and is still passionate about wanting to learn more about women. Women. She is a born again Christian, of course. We,
0: uh-huh. yeah,
2: that's a fundamental requirement. <laughs> she is a born again Christian, on fire for Jesus Christ, and she's a mother to two children, and has been married for more than 20 years. Yeah. And we, uh, it's our joy to have her. Um, she's been a regular at our ask our guinea sessions both mm. at the conference and now in this yeah. daily and weekly broadcast yeah that comes on so we have the ask your guinea session once, once a month,
1: month yeah.
2: yeah on the last thursday of the of month, the month yeah. uh, we have uh, this session coming on so we're going to bring dr gamete on yeah. just now we're just going to take a message and then we we come back on I need you to be, to be Dr. Myself, and and Dr. Yeah. myself and Dr. Gamedze. Okay, then. S- see you now.
0: The Single Ladies Boot Camp is a program for single ladies from all ages and backgrounds run by Pastor Chooks and Ogoye. Many unmarried women are frustrated, either sitting on the singles bench or struggling in difficult relationships. Why the vicious cycle? Are relationships supposed to be frustrating, painful? hurtful often going nowhere for years women start questioning the existence of good men and of love itself some even come to the point of giving up on the idea of marriage altogether the single ladies boot camp is run over a weekend and throughout the sessions ladies are able to explore and learn the principles that govern relationships and biblical standards for relationships the Single Ladies Bootcamp also teaches how to attract what you are looking for, as well as answering the questions, is there anything wrong with being single? Why do you really want to get married? Why are you not married yet? How do I find the husband? How do I deal with the frustration of waiting to be found? These are all valid questions that single women ask themselves and often break themselves down in trying to answer them. The Single Ladies Bootcamp will answer all those questions and more, giving women a change in perspective, direction, and hope for the future. Pastor Chooks and Toyinogoye are the lead pastors at Resurrection Life Church Johannesburg, where they place a strong emphasis on family and relationships. Their expertise on relationships has helped hundreds of singles and couples over the years build strong and lasting relationships and or fixing broken ones through their Singles Ignition seminars, single ladies boot camp, marriage seminars, workshops and conferences. They are the founders of the Power of Woman Academy and the conveners of the annual Power of Woman Conference. Pastor Chooks is the author of the best-selling book, The Amazing Power of Woman. Pastor Chooks and Toyin have been married for over 20 years and it is their many years of experience in building their own marriage and in third-party marriage interventions that has equipped them with vital wisdom that they put together in these events. For more information, visit www.slbc.co.za or WhatsApp 081-421-0835.
2: Hi, welcome Dr. Gametze to another edition of uh, the amazing Power Woman broadcast. Today, we we doing Ask Your Guine. We want to say thank you for availing us of your time, your wisdom, your expertise, uh, to share uh, with all the women who are logged in, all the women who will be logging in. Um, thank you so much for being on the show tonight.
3: Thank you so much, Pastor Chuchs, and thank you so much to the Power of the Women organizing organizing committee. A special, special, special greetings to all the women who've just logged into the
2: Ask Your Guinea session. Awesome. All right, um, we we have some uh, questions that we couldn't finish at the last uh, uh, episode of your Ask Your Guyne, and mm-hmm. then we have some few other questions that have come in so we're gonna start from where we stopped and uh, we'll just see how much we can take for the time that we have is that good doctor yes
3: let's go for it
2: all right okay there's um this question here um from this sister she says i feel some bumps down there what is normal and what should concern me what should I be worried wow. about? What is wow. normal and what should I be worried about?
3: Uh, can can we can we can we address down there properly? There's no place down there. <laughs> this 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 place does have a name, and uh, let's let's address it properly. Okay. okay. So structurally, a woman has the outside genitalia, which is what we call the vulva. That will consist of the labia. It will consist of the mons, and also the actual vagina with the with the urethra, and then going inside. That's the vaginal canal. So the the bumps. I don't know where they are. Some people do a lot of shaving, and they get uh, some inflammation at the areas where the hair comes out. That is called a folliculitis. That is not normal. So it's either you use um, a shaving method that will not encourage the growth of those bumps. And then other ladies get um, herpes infection, which will present as some small, uh, we call them vesicles, which is just bumps filled with fluid and they'll eventually burst and make some souls And then also other ladies get what we call Bartholin's cysts. Those are also bumps which grow more or less on the inside of the vagina, right at the beginning at the entry of the vagina. That is also not normal. So I wish I could get clarity on this question as to what is the bumps down there. And then Other ladies who like to digitate when they clean the vagina, you'll find that the vagina is not just a smooth pipe inside. It also has some humps. Those can be called bumps. So it's it's a very broad
2: question. But uh, I guess uh, when when you are talking to a gynecologist, don't don't say things like bumps because he could... It could mean a number of things. I hear you. I hear you clearly. <laughs> so people need to be clear because, uh, yeah, when you say bump to your mom, yeah, your mom may understand something. But when you are saying to a gynecologist you have bumps, then you have to really be clear where these bumps yes. are and where you are talking about when you say down there. Yes. Yeah. So
3: th- there should not be any pass field uh, growth. There should not be any solid growth. There should not be any sores. But I recommend that if anything is bothersome to you, seek clarity. Some of the things may be part of the growing up. Others may be sickness. Others may be just variation of what is normal. So let's check that bump out. What are when those you bumps? When
2: you say seek clarity, go talk to your gynae or go to a general practitioner. What, what do you mean, seek clarity?
3: Yes. It could be a general practitioner. It should could be a wellness nurse at work. It could be uh, sisters. Even sisters can assist each other as to when do you seek um, help. Somebody can advise you that, no, this is not what I have seen or this is what not what normally happens but yes seek medical attention if you are concerned i would summarize it like that
2: all right okay so uh, ladies out there you hear what the doctor says um if you feel anything that is uncomfortable try and get some medical attention all right okay um now let's go to this one this one says what's the best way to protect myself from sexually transmitted infections
3: uh it's a it's a six on one side it's a nine on the other side depending on which side you're standing to look at it uh the best best way to protect yourself from sexually transmitted infection is to abstain if you are in a marriage, you need to make sure that you have a faithful partner. And that is only by the grace of God. So
2: if I, I was about to ask <laughs> you, how do you make sure that your partner is faithful? <laughs> if you are in a discordant
3: relationship where maybe you are a born again Christian and your partner is not or you are suspicious of anything, the condom has been proven to be sufficient to prevent against sexually transmitted infection. As to how you start using it in a marriage relationship and so on, that will involve your spiritual counselors like like Pastor Chukes. But condom is very important in protecting yourself against sexually transmitted infections. And then the other way to protect yourself Um, I would say from uh, adverse effects of sexually transmitted infections is that at the earliest sign when you suspect that there is something that's not going right, seek medical attention. Sexually transmitted infection can destroy your anatomy in that the, the, the worst side effect is inability to have children. So that can be treated and managed before it gets to that extent. So best protection for those who are unmarried is to abstain. If you are in a distance relationship or if you are in a relationship where there is discordant in your faith and your spiritual belief system, just make sure that you use a condom until a time when you are certain that you want to fall pregnant. That will open a smaller window to to the sexual exposure. The other thing to couples who are courting now, getting ready to get into marriage, do your sexual screen testing. That is very important because you know which bugs is the partner bringing. And if it's something that is treatable, you can treat it. If it's something that to you is a break or make deal, you can break or make the deal before you get into marriage.
2: All right. You know, there's something I need to say here um, and everybody needs to listen. The Bible is still the Bible. And we are still going to obey the Word of God. Sex outside of marriage is sin. Sex outside of marriage is sin. The only person that you're supposed to have any kind of sexual exposure with is the one that you are legitimately, legally married to. It may sound old-fashioned. It may sound... I still stick with the Bible. And I'm not apologetic about it. Sex outside of marriage, it's wrong, 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 wrong. Uh, It's not a subject of today's conversation. Uh, But sometime, it will be something that I would like to talk about and show you why. Because, see, many times people think that we can be smarter than God. God designed sex. God says, keep sex in the marriage. He is not... God is, is <laughs> there's a reason why God says so. And it's always for the good of us, his children. It's always for our good. He's not trying to keep fun away from us. He's not trying to keep enjoyment away from us. He's trying to protect us. And that's why he says, don't do it. And sometimes we think we know better and we, we understand this thing better and we have, you know, we cannot be... Better than God, never. So, um, I'm just re-echoing what, what Dr. Gameza is saying. Abstinence is your best protection from sexually transmitted diseases. If you're married, we cannot advocate abstinence because uh, sex belongs to marriage. So, you need to have sex with your husband. I don't even like, want to use that language, partner. Your husband. You need to have sex with your husband. If you are not sure of the fidelity status of your husband, in other words, you are not sure if the man is being faithful, then that's a different story altogether, in which case now we will need to have some conversation um, as to what's going on in your marriage. Now, if you're not sure that your husband is faithful, then you would have to you know, uh, use the condom and insist on the condom for your own protection because you 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 don't want to uh pay for his own sins you know he goes to get the sins you you are the one who is paying for it no so but if both of you are faithful both of you are faithful to each other and faithful to god then there is nothing to worry about um i want to throw a question to to doctor is it possible to get sexually transmitted diseases from toilet seat
3: No, and yes. No, and yes.
2: No, and yes. Okay, please shed some more light. The
3: no part is um, the expectation that most of the diseases cannot survive on non-alive surfaces, if I were to say. So if, if whatever... Uh, is left on the toilet seat you will not be able to pick it up because it will be outside body temperature but however there is one virus that we can get from surfaces that will be the one that causes what the human papilloma so you can pick you can pick you can pick that up so what's if you use them let me make an example like um, somebody with what uses a, a towel you can pick it up from the towel so the commonest that people pick up they say they pick up bladder infections i guess with women it's mainly because of the splattering when you pee but it's not that you are getting it from the toilet seat or from the toilet. And also most of the public toilets, we use very strong detergent. So if you splatter from what is already inside the pot or what is put into into the tank when you flush, that can cause an irritation to your skin. But it's not that you're getting a bladder infection from the toilet. I've heard a lot of that, that when I use to- uh, public toilets, I pick up a-, a bladder infection. Most of the bacteria and viruses that affect us um, in our genital areas cannot survive outside the skin.
2: So What can or someone do um, sanitarily uh, san- 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 really or sanitation-wise? Uh, to, when you're using public toilet to avoid uh, any chance of picking up something you don't want? What can you do? What is advice? To start
3: off with is, I advocate, carry carry your own sanitizers. That could be toy, I mean, uh, wet wipes, disf- disinfected free, or those with a disinfectant. Secondly, do not squat when, I mean, do not lean over when you are emptying your, your bladder. That is a non-anatomical position of emptying your bladder. Some people get there and they just bend over. When a, a, a woman is emptying the bladder, you need to be in a squatting position or sitting position where you can relax and empty your bladder. If you bent over, you don't empty your bladder in full. That results in a residual volume that means that there will be a little bit of pee that's left behind if you are somebody prone to bladder infection already you are keeping a certain volume of urine that is supposed to have been emptied that makes good food for germs that would want to grow because you haven't flushed out your bladder completely
0: okay. also right.
3: when you when you when you bend over it's high chances of splattering, and that will 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 encourage some of the water from the the bottom of the of the um, of the pot to splash on your back. Yes,
2: I I also read somewhere um, that it's better when you get into the toilet uh, just flush it before you use it. It's a good habit, you know. Pull the, the lever and flush it before you use it. So that if there was anything there, it can be flushed out uh, before you use it. So it's a good habit to inculcate.
3: Now we, we're trying to save water.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know how much how much water we're trying to save. I think the people's health is more important than that. Than that uh, five liters of water we flush. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, this one says, let's go to the next one. Yes. I have been married since March 2020 and I'm yet to fall pregnant. Should I be worried?
3: Congratulations for still believing in marriage. Uh, I like to say that when you get married, there is um, the timeframes that we put for ourselves that I want to have children when I want to start falling pregnant when and so on and when things don't go according to that clockwork then that's what provokes worry and anxiety i like to say do not set a time frame to say i want to get married 2020 march i want to have a baby in april i want just put an open time frame that from April, we will start trying to fall pregnant. And if by December, we are not pregnant, then we will start seeking help. So usually for ladies that are below the age of 35, uh, trying for a year is still acceptable that puts into account all the adjustments that your body makes to this new life. But if you are above 35, six months is the cut off. If you try for six months and nothing is happening, then you should start getting concerned. Uh, Worry, it's not a word that I like to use, but if you have pre-existing medical conditions, Yes, before you try, please do seek medical attention. It's a common practice overseas. They call it a a uh, pre-conception screening. When now I am married, I want to enjoy the first year of my marriage, um, say traveling and so on. Then on the second year, I want to fall pregnant. So you can spend the last uh, six months or the last three months before you start trying, just doing the preconception screening to check if everything is in place. So you shouldn't be worried. Unless, of course, you know there's something
2: pre-existing. So, so basically what you're saying is, under 35, one year is still okay. Above it's... 35, six months, we should be um, working with that six months. After six months, you should try and get some attention yes all right yes.
3: but i would say before you even start just go and do a service check
2: all right what did you call it <laughs> check
3: service like you take a car for service just to okay. check yourself
2: yeah. oh okay all right Check <laughs> like if the machines are working all right yeah. <laughs> okay um all right now let's go to the next one he says i often find myself moody and listless and even touchy and irritable is this medical psychological or spiritual what can i do to always operate in the fruit of the spirit of love joy peace etc Mm.
3: yeah that, sound, that sounds that sounds girly, yeah. <laughs> um, it does happen, depending on your age group. Um, with most uh, reproductive age women, it's due partly to the menstrual cycle itself. Sec- Secondly, it could be due to the use of contraceptives. Thirdly, you could find that you do have an underlying mood disorder, which then becomes exacerbated around a certain part of your cycle. Let me make an example. are some people who've got what we call um, uh, dysthymia, where you've got uh, a niggling depression, irritability. You're just not a happy person. But around your period, it just becomes so pronounced that you make people around you very, very uncomfortable with you. And some people have even been confrontational. In that kind of a scenario, you do need to seek medical attention. This also can run in families where you find that you exactly like your mother, exactly like your grandmother, that will be a a mood disorder that needs to be diagnosed and attended to. Uh, Contraceptives. Contraceptives have got external hormones that you are taking into your body. That also can, depending on the type that you're sensitive to, it can exacerbate uh, a certain mood disorder. So there's people who will say that when I'm on the injection, my mood is worse off than when I'm taking the tablet. Or ever since I started contraceptives, my mood is out of control. So all we do there, we just play around with the types of estrogen or the types of progesterone, of progesterone which are the compositions of the, 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 the contraceptive tablets that we use until we find a type that suits your need. But if there is an underlying um, cause Say maybe from your childhood or from your adolescence, something that is most likely to be um, an underlying depression that needs to be attended to. It can be attended to both psychologically and spiritually. Most people do get helped. So I think before we can say that it is um, it is it is a girly thing, let's check. All the other corners, is there a cause? Is there an association? And then we deal with that.
2: Okay. Okay. Thank you for um, that, that answer. I, I want to chip in there. Um, the Bible speaks of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, uh, self-control, faithfulness, and self-control. Nine of them now um, I want to say this joy is a decision love is also a decision people say love is a feeling is a lie love is a decision the the love that is a feeling follows a decision because they are the fruit of the spirit is an act of the will You can that's why the Bible says for instance in so many places say rejoice again I say rejoice if you couldn't rejoice by an act of your will God couldn't have said rejoice again I say rejoice so if a command is given in scriptures it means that it takes an act of my will to obey it because God couldn't tell me to obey an instruction that is outside of my will to obey so he says love your neighbor it's it's a command meaning that I can will to love you it says it says let brotherly love continue if it was not possible for me to do that God wouldn't ask me so the fruit of the Spirit all nine of them is an act, is a decision. Self-control is a decision. I can choose to control myself. Because self-control is the is, is fruit of the Spirit. I can choose to control myself. You know, he says, um, peace is the fruit of the Spirit. I can choose to be at peace. Bible says, let the peace of God, that passeth all understanding, rule in your heart. So, you can allow peace. You, it's a choice. So, when people say, you know, um, yeah yeah my moods you are choosing not to control it i understand there could be psychological or physiological things there but you can you can yeah you can make a decision to control yourself and not be irritable and uh, one of the ways one of the ways uh, the bible says walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh the flesh wants to be readable. The flesh wants to be touchy. But the Bible says, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill that desire. So, even though there is a tendency to be touchy, if you walk in the Spirit, what does it mean to be walk, to walk in the Spirit? To walk in the Spirit has two components to it. The first component is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot walk in something that you are not filled. So, you got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says in, I think, uh, uh, Ephesians 5.18, it says, be filled with the Spirit. Again, it's an act of your will. You So you can choose to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And uh, that, that one is a symposium conversation. I can be filled with the Holy Spirit by praying in tongues and building myself up. And then choosing to walk in the Word of God. So this thing, I've heard it so many times. Because of my ministry to women, I am constantly uh, um, facing this thing where people say, you know... Uh, uh, I feel like you know. You know I am touchy, uh, moods, and some people make it like it's synonymous. Being a woman is equal to being moody. I, I, I beg to disagree. Being a woman is not equal to being moody. You are a child of God. If you are one, you are a child of God. You've got the Spirit of God in you. The Spirit of God can rule in your emotions by an act of your will, by an act of your will. So we, we will. Uh, leave that question there we we just have a few minutes let's take one more and then we close for today let's take one more okay this one says I I don't know which one Um, let me let me do this one It says is there anything that I can do to significantly slow down okay this question actually follows the other one so we have to take the two this one says I am turning 40 soon yet to get married and anxiety is kicking in is it a good idea to preserve my eggs where can i get such service and then the following question is is there anything that i can do to significantly slow down the aging of my reproductive organs
3: (laughs) yeah um thank you for the question uh Tening forty, um, let let me let me put it like that. Physiologically, it has been studied that most women will be uh, having a deterioration or a decline in the quality of their reproductive state from the age of thirty five. So in, in, in most scientific papers, they'll put the Gaussian cave, which is like the bell. So there is the extremes and there's where most women will fall. So there's the, the median, which is why everybody talks about kicking the age of 40, 40, 40, 40. And then the extremes of course will be the 35 and will be the 45. So when somebody starts getting anxious around the age of 40, it's purely because of that distribution that most women will be having a deterioration. It doesn't mean that you you will be infertile when you hit 40. It does not mean that. The other thing I want to bring up is women are born with a fixed number of eggs, and that functionality of the eggs start from the—I mean, the, the, the decline or the subtraction starts from as early as you are still in your mother's womb. By the time you are born, the number of eggs that you were made with are already on the subtraction side. So by the time you get to puberty, starting to ovulate now. You are basically releasing a mature egg now every month if you are getting your periods every month. So by the time you get to the age of 40, it does not mean that you have lost all your eggs. All you have done is you have aged along with your eggs. Oh no, not aged. Let me say matured. You've matured along with that number of eggs. So if your eggs at the age of 20 were at a cutting age, by the age of 40, they are bluntish, meaning that it is getting a little bit more difficult to make a 40 year old pregnant than it would have been to make her pregnant at the age of 20, I'm making an example. Or if she does fall pregnant at the age of 20, that egg, the quality is much better. So the diseases that are um, genetic, they are less likely to creep up at the age of 20 than at at the age of 40, simply because of the wear and tear of those eggs that have been sitting in your body. Say you go through an illness, you're going through that illness with your eggs. You go through starvation, you're going through starvation with your eggs. You go through a corona season, you're going through them with your eggs. As compared to our counterparts, the males. Males, they generate sperms after each and every ejaculate, meaning that all they need is nutrition to build up new sperms from 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 from, from, from their that intake. So it means that they've got the regeneration power as compared to us. Females, we do not have that regeneration power. So if you are getting married at the age of 40, so now your eggs have been exposed to the wear and tear of life in general. So if you're asking, is it a good idea to preserve your eggs? I always, 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 Um, talk about this when I meet a lady who says I'm single I don't want to have children or I'm not married that the best time to preserve your eggs is in your 20s or your early 30s when the quality is at the best at the age of 40 if you go to the fertility clinics requesting to to store your eggs most of them will this, I mean, we will discourage you based on their statistics, based on their experience that oftentimes at 40, even if you can harvest 10, out of the 10, you're less likely to get two or three of good quality when they go through the, the quality testing. So at the age of 40, you may be discouraged to store your eggs at that age, but they can encourage you to get um, donor eggs. But if you get um, a patient, patient uh, fertility specialist, they can harvest whatever it is, the quantity they harvest, then take those through the quality testing and yes, it is a good idea to keep your eggs. Then where do you get that service? It is available in all fertility clinics.
2: All right. It's so, a
3: very extensive subject that I think one day we will have to deliberate on it. Uh, just So I was just about it. to
2: say, so you are in the spirit. I think that the, our next um, Ask Your Gynae session, we will uh, spend time to just talk about the fe- fertility issues. And, and you can just teach the ladies and, you know, bring enlightenment to ease down the anxiety, to bring light so that, you know, people know what the options are and everything. I, I think we'll would, we would do a, a show to talk about it, maybe at, at our next one. Yes.
3: So uh, as to how we slow down the aging, um, nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. And then, of course, the Word of God tells us that we get renewed. The more we expose ourselves, we get renewed.
2: The more we expose ourselves to the Word of God. All right. There's a, there's a teaching, um, for whosoever I asked the question, there's a teaching that I have on age reversal. There's a mystery of age reversal. Um, it's a mystery that I have engaged, uh, and, and I'm, I'm seeing it. The older I get, the younger I look. So I would like to share with whosoever that wants to know about it. Um, and there are, there are precedences in the Word of God that people's ages were reversed. All right. And we've seen it work. Well, our time is up, 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 up. Thank you so much, Dr. Gametze. Thank you for availing us your, your time, your wisdom, your ministry to women. Thank you so much for... Being on the show tonight, uh, we would we would talk about you know um, the next one we are going to have, but thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you
3: so much to the dear listeners, and thank you to the power of women.
2: God All right, okay, God bless you. Well, good night, everybody. We will um, um, uh, we will wrap up just now, and uh, we will tell you how we are going to do the next one. God bless you. Good night
0: the power of Woman academy is a group mentoring program for high impact women women who want to change their lives and their worlds and move on to the next level power of Woman academy is aimed and tailored at unleashing the passion and greatness locked inside you as a woman as you walk the journey of life over the mentorship period with our team of distinguished and well accomplished mentors from all walks of life Our mentors are indeed destiny helpers. These mentors come to inspire you. They come to encourage you, to challenge you, to teach you, to stretch you, and to empower you. They are committed to helping you fulfill your highest potential and help you birth your wildest dreams that have been placed in you by God. For more information about the Power of Women Academy, please visit www.powacademy.co.za or for inquiries, call 064-200-1545. All
2: right. Well, a big thank you to Dr. Gamedze for your time, for your wisdom, for your love for women, for joining us in the ministry to the women of our nation and the women of the nations of the world we're really grateful for your contribution and your partnership to minister to women you you do it every day in your clinic in the theaters helping women through uh, childbirth women you know health issues and so on so thank you so much thank you for all the questions you answered today thank you well for all the ladies out there and the, and the men who love them um you've learned i have i have learned a lot and you know every time that i have opportunity to uh, interact with my friends who are gynecologists i i listen i learn uh because the ministry that god has given to us we must speak to the health of the women we must speak to their soul we must speak to their spirit it's 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 a holistic ministry spirit soul and body so thank you so much for hanging with us if you do have any more questions or things that have come up or things that are bothering you health wise please send it to us uh you can send them by whatsapp uh plus two seven eight one four two one zero eight three five that number right there on the screen send it um and we will you know answer them at the next opportunity we get at another ask your gynae session well uh, till next Ask Your Gynae session, God bless you. Uh, take care of yourself. Look after yourself. If you need any help, if you're in South Africa, you need any uh, medical help from a gynecologist, and you want to speak to Dr. Gamedze, we will be happy to uh, give you her um, room's numbers, her practice number. Just all you need to do is send us a message on that number plus two seven eight one four two one zero eight three five. And we'll be glad to, you know, give you the numbers to reach her if you do need to consult and get medical uh, help or advice or whatever. We would, you know, give you the number to schedule an appointment with her practice. Well, God bless you. I look forward to seeing you next week as we uh, um, do another edition of the Amazing Power Woman broadcast. Good night.
0: Why are you still single? Do you feel you're not ready yet? Do you say it's not my time yet? Have you made mistakes in the past and now you're stuck in a complicated situation? Or perhaps you've given up totally on the idea of marriage. Why not join Pastor Chukso Goye, author of The Amazing Power of Woman book, and his wife, Pastor Toyin, the founders of the Power of Woman Academy, at the next Single Ladies Boot Camp to explore and answer your questions. A big miracle could be waiting for you. For more information, visit www.slbc.co.za or WhatsApp 081-421-0835.